1: Kane for the Blackhawks, picking up the puck with speed on the backhand, the forehand, dancing with it, trying to outweigh Reimer. And Reimer robs him with the glove hand. Oh, Kane thought he outweighted Reimer, but touche Optimus Rhyme. Andre Svechnikov with the game perhaps on a stick. In on Lankinen. In back and he's he gone. What a move! Andre Svechnikov and the Canes get the extra point. The winning streak is at five. What a finish in Chicago.
0: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part
2: of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner
0: Podcast, Adam Gold.
2: Well, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. And welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. I thank you very much for spending some time with us. And this Cane's Corner Podcast is brought to us, as always, by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it. At the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, just go online, aluminumcompany.com. You can get a free no-obligation estimate, and don't you want to put gutter helmets on your house. They're actually amazing. Uh, I recommend them highly. They also do everything else uh, for the exterior of your home, and your home is your biggest investment. Aluminumcompany.com. Speaking of a big investment, a couple years back, the hurricane's, sort of won the draft lottery by finishing second because Andrei Svechnikov was sitting there. And Andrei Svechnikov was all of that and, as the kids would say, a bag of chips tonight. Uh, he scores a goal, ends up also scoring in the shootout as Carolina figured out a way to get two points when they might not have deserved any uh, because Carolina really won the best, better team tonight. I'm not sure Chicago was great, but I think Chicago was better, and I know analytically speaking, you'll see how the Hurricanes were the better team, more shot attempts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think that lied tonight. I don't think Carolina was better by any stretch. I think Chicago was the better team, but Carolina figured out a way to get to overtime. Uh, they kind of derped it up and for the most of overtime. I think they were great for the last minute. I also think Carolina was great maybe the last few minutes of the uh, third period, but um, They're probably better in the third than they were in the first two periods. Uh, But uh, they get to the shootout, and the only goal scorer was Svechnikov, as you heard right there at the front. Uh, This is what good teams do. Good teams figure out a way to get something out of nothing. And tonight, or last night, depending on when you are uh, listening to this, Tuesday night in Chicago, the Hurricanes managed two points when, again, as I said earlier, they might not have deserved any. Uh, but a lot of things to talk about. A lot of good things to talk about. Uh, and obviously, when you get two points, uh, they are there are always good things to talk about. Fifth straight win. That's a good thing to talk about. Six, one, and oh on the season. Three out of the last four wins have come uh, with uh, needing extra time. They had the shootout win over Tampa. Then after the blowout win of Dallas, there were back-to-back uh, shootout wins. I guess it was an overtime win. I don't know what I said in, at the beginning about uh, Tampa. But the Martin Natchez overtime winner from Jordan Stahl. Uh, and then the last two wins have come in the shootout. Really, I think the story of this game uh, is that both goaltenders were outstanding Um Obviously, James Reimer was great, made uh, 30 saves on 33 shots at him, uh, and he picks up yet another win. This is like, I think the stat is 16-2-2 in his last 21 starts for the Hurricane, or last 21 appearances for the Hurricanes. And remember, the uh, in that mix is the game in Toronto, the David Ayers game, uh, in which he did not figure in the decision. Um, but I believe it's 16-2-2 two, two in his last 21 appearances. I think that's good. I don't know what you think about 16-2-2, two, two, but I think that's good. Uh, he was great tonight, but I mean, I really think that if you're not impressed with Kevin Lankinen, I mean, I just don't know what you're watching. Uh, that guy saved the Blackhawks tonight. Carolina, while not good, they had a boatload of grade-A chances um, in a but they but they happen in flurries. I mean, I think uh, and stopped Svechnikov on back break two breakaways within 30 seconds of the uh, third period, including one that was kind of a two on o with Aho, who just shoveled it forward to Svechnikov. So it wasn't a true two on it was really just more of a breakaway. Uh, but uh, Lankanen was up to it, and Lankanen was great all night, he was great in the shootout until Svetch finally beat him with the same move he tried two other times. Uh, so uh, good for uh, good for Carolina to get two points when, honestly, if they had lost the game, uh, they would have, I think, deserved to lose. Uh, not that they were bad, they were just, they didn't play their game, and there were a lot of sloppy turnovers, uh, and we'll talk about those Uh, As we move on, the Hurricanes did get all four, well not all four, four of their five players who are on the COVID list. They got them back. Uh, Mixed results, I think. Jacob Slavin was mostly not good early, uh, but I thought played his best hockey in the third period and in the overtime. Jordan Martinuk was kind of not noticeable tonight. And when Jordan Martinuk is not noticeable, I would say that's probably a minus for him. Uh, Warren Fogle was really good early and then kind of disappeared uh, in the second and third. Tevo Teravanin was, uh, eh. I think Tevo Teravainen's best work to, uh, tonight was uh, making some defensive plays. Uh, as a high forward that's probably uh, the best thing you can say I don't think anybody was great that came back but Slavin did start of start returning to the Jacob Slavin that we know and love in the third period and then uh, in the overtime so why don't we get through uh, get through some of the highlights and we'll talk about a couple of things and as always we'll bring in Alec Campbell. Uh, On the other side of our break, uh, storm watch aftermath and intermission host for the Hurricanes. Also my partner in crime, Monday through Friday, noon to three. Uh, We started off early. Carolina off to a good start. Andrei Svechnikov finishing off a great play by the captain down the right wing.
1: Vogel sends it up to Jordan Stahl. Stahl, the Canes captain. Fends off and a shot right out in front. They score! Andre Svechnikov on a world-class feed from Jordan Stahl. And the Canes grab an early 1-0 lead.
2: Not enough has been talked about about how good Jordan Stahl is playing in all zones. He didn't do really well in the face-off circle uh, tonight. I think he got uh, got pretty much manhandled. But uh, the assist to Svechnikov, yeah, it looked like he glanced off the skate. Of Warren Fogel, but that does not take anything away from the power move down the right side and the one armed shovel into the front of the net uh, to Svechnikov. And Fogel was in the right place, man, because Fogel had a net drive just to the right of the goal, but Svechnikov right at the top just banged it home. Uh, it was 1 0 Carolina at 351. Officially, it was Svechnikov uh, uh, from Fogel who gets the primary assist, even though Stahl made the play and stall and then about 11 minutes later it was fogel welcoming himself back into the lineup when he took a feed from the captain
1: especially behind the chicago net Canes gives some chase to the point. Shot finds Jordan Stahl in the slot. Slot and they work it over to Foley Scores! What a pass again by Jordan Stahl. And the Canes are up 2-0 in Chicago.
2: It wasn't that the pass was so good. It was a good pass. Uh, it was just that Stahl, with the presence of mind in the slot, uh, was able to find Fogle with a little quick, subtle pass. Uh, and Fogle didn't hesitate, and he uh, put it short side, uh, and it was two nothing, and everything looked okay, even though the Hurricanes really weren't the better team. Uh, and then toward the end of the period, Hayden Flurry takes a penalty, Carolina's second penalty of the first, and Chicago made him pay. Uh, Philip Kurashv, young guy, uh, right on uh, top of the uh, top of the crease. Uh, with uh, Dougie Hamilton, not out of position, but Dougie had to go uh, up and challenge uh, a would-be shooter. He just couldn't recover in time. Uh, and uh, Pius Suter, uh, another young guy, uh, from uh, pretty much a sharp angle, just threw it right in front uh, to Kuryshev and it was 2-1. The real problem, though, came with uh, about 17 seconds, 20 seconds left in the period. Uh, when an uncharacteristic turnover from Jacob Slavin ultimately ends up, I think Alex DeBrincat knocked it down, fed Patrick Kane, and that was that. And Kane made it 2-2, and you went to the locker room and you're going, you know what, that's probably about as good as Carolina should have hoped for based on the way the game was played. But when you have a 2-0 lead, it always feels pretty sour. The second period was mostly cardiovascular work. Uh, I think really for both teams, I think there was a smattering of chances. But essentially, team both teams just skated around. That's it's okay. You know, We you need cardio. Those guys coming back haven't played in, uh, you know, 10 days or so, 14 days. So they needed some cardio work, and they got it. Uh, and then we get to the third, and Vincent Trocek wins a draw... We're about uh, seven, uh, about almost seven minutes into the period. Uh, Vincent Trocek wins a draw. It goes back to Pesci. Pesci uh, fires a shot. Uh, it doesn't get, uh, I think, it, you know, it gets through. Niederreiter pounces on a rebound. Uh, he shoots it, but it doesn't get through, and it just caroms right to Mr. Trocek, who's in the right place at the right time. The
1: puck comes to Trocek, and he buries the bouncer, and we're, again, a huge ball- The Canes go into the lead. 3-2.
2: Vincent's fifth goal of the season, and a quick aside. um, If you've been paying attention to some of the things that we have said, this is even before the season started, a preview podcast, or some of the stuff that I have written at wrelsportsfan.com. in my opinion, Vincent Trocek, uh, a normal Vincent Trocek, a, a guy who's on pace for, say, 50 points, uh, is, is part of a very good Carolina Hurricanes team that is a playoff team and might do damage. A great Vincent Trocek. The Vincent Trocek that had 70-plus points four or five years ago uh, for Florida and looked like he was becoming, you know, not a star, but, uh, I mean, a legit, solid number 2 center. That Vincent Trocek, the Vincent Trocek we've seen through seven Carolina Hurricanes games so far this year, That Vincent Trocek makes the Carolina Hurricanes a cup contender. And I don't think enough can be said about how good he has been throughout the course of this season. He was great tonight. Uh, he was my third star. I kicked, actually, I think it was my second star. I had to kick Jordan Stahl out of the stars because James Reimer had to get one. Uh, and we all know who the first star was. Um, but Trocek was so, so good tonight. And I think it's noticeable that Rod Brindamore has left Trocek, Niederreiter, and Natchez together. Because that that line for the second straight game was their best line uh, and this is why, also why Rod doesn't number lines, uh, because I'm not sure that the line they started the game with on top, Teravainen, Aho, and McGinn, I'm not sure that wasn't their third best line. Uh, but again... Uh, Trocheck, Niederreiter, and Natchez have been playing really well. We're going to talk a little bit more with Martin about Martin Natchez when we get to Alec Campbell. Uh, so th- Carolina feeling pretty good about themselves. They lead three two. They still haven't played, uh, you know, their game. Although it was better in the third period, uh, and then Dylan Strom, uh, they capitalize essentially on uh, what is friendly fire. Uh, Shea and Martinuk. Sort of uh, Martinuk sort of tripped Shea up or Trey or Shea tripped up Martinuk. Who knows? But anyway, two guys basically out of the play. It becomes a five on three and Strom, uh, you know, takes a feed from DeBrinket, and all of a sudden it's three, three. And now you're going, okay. let's just get to overtime and grab a point. Uh, Because, again, Carolina over the course of the entire game hasn't been great. Uh, But Carolina did play fairly well down the stretch. just wasn't. Uh, their typical game. I think they're you know they had some chances to score and it was kind of helter skelter, uh, which again we've talked about before. Carolina is okay in those situations, uh, but you don't want to put too much on James Reimer because James had to come up with a whole bunch of big saves. So you get to overtime. It's three on three. Inexplicably, Dougie Hamilton gives the puck away twice. Just gives it away. I don't even understand. One time it looked like he dumped it in. I don't get even understand why you would do that. In three on three, just, you know, get the puck back in your own end. Even if you have to slide it all the way back to your goaltender, Uh, you got to keep possession, but Dougie gave it up. And then he gave the puck up again. Um, And I think the first three and a half minutes was spent with Chicago with the puck. Uh, And then the last minute and a half, Carolina had a bunch of chances. uh, And it kind of turned, almost looked like Carolina had the better play. But I don't think, uh, I'm not sure anybody had the better play uh, in the overtime uh, Carolina did end up with a few more shots on goal. Uh, all right. With all of that, we end up in a shootout and nobody scores. Uh, James Reimer with a huge save on Patrick Kane. And then, uh, well, you know, Andre Svechnikov doing Andre Svechnikov things because this is what Svechnikov does, right?
1: Andre Svechnikov with the game perhaps on a stick. In on Lankanen. In, back, and it's gone what a move andre svechnikov and the canes get the extra point the winning streak is at five what a finish in chicago
2: yeah i mean svechnikov was great tonight he obviously had the first goal he had six shots on goal he had eight shot attempts he had two hits including a big one on soderbergh uh just i don't know 20 seconds after Soderberg had kind of collided with Brett Pesci at center ice, it kind of looked like it should have been a penalty, but it wasn't a penalty. Pesci got up kind of slowly. I think Brett uh, gets up kind of slowly a lot. It's kind of the style he plays. Uh, and he was also outstanding tonight again. Uh, but then Svechnikov, not only did he hit Soderbergh, but he sort of glared at him. It was uh, it was Andre Svechnikov in... Uh, full flight. So uh, you got the, you got the two hits, the eight shot attempt, six on goal, uh, the goal and the shootout winner. Uh, That's all that Andrei Svechnikov did tonight. A couple of other quick things I want to point out before we take our first break. Uh, the captain is on one right now. Uh, I thought he started great and then kind of waned as the game wore on a little bit. I didn't think we saw the best of Jordan Stahl in the third period. A goal and five assists in his last four games. Six points in his last four games. Uh, So if if Stahl becomes or remains, because he already has, if he remains an offensive producer, a point producer, than Carolina down the middle, especially with this Vince, Vincent Trocek. Carolina down the middle, Aho Trocek, Stahl. I'm not sure there's a better top three centers in the game if those two things continue. Trocek plays at his level. Stahl, uh, he doesn't have to be a point a game. But if Jordan Stahl is essentially at prorated, oh, a 40-point pace, a point every other game, now you're talking about, uh, just incredible amounts of danger in your lineup, and you can balance out your lines, and you don't have to load up with Svechnikov, Aho, and Teravainen when it comes right down to it. You can throw that out in situations because if Carolina's got three scoring lines, it's going to be tough to beat them. I mean, that's just that's just the fact. You know how good they are in the blue line, and uh, I mean, I know everybody might be a little worried about goaltending because James Reimer is probably not going to be able to play every game, uh, but until Peter Mrazek comes back, but. Uh Reimer's been excellent. Again, 16-2-2 two two in his last 21 appearances. That is absolutely insane. Uh, so Stahl's played well. Obviously, Trocek, we don't have to get into it. Uh, he's got seven points in seven games, five goals and two assists. All right, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. Alec Campbell will join us on the other side. He is the host of Stormwatch and Aftermath, as well as intermission host on the Hurricanes Radio Network. We'll be back with Alec Campbell. Remember, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, uh, and we'll talk about the game with Alec, and then uh, we'll get out of here. My man, Alec Campbell. Stormwatch, Aftermath, Hurricanes, intermissions, my friend, Noon to three, Monday through Friday. We got stuff to talk about here. Uh, Would you characterize tonight as maybe two stolen points in Chicago?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was actually like maybe a little bit surprised to hear Rod Brindamore be so disappointed with the effort. And I'm not... I'm not trying to say it was horrible, but I mean he he didn't like their first period. And I actually thought the first period for the most part was okay until they let up two goals under 2 minutes mm-hmm. in the last few minutes of it. I thought the Hurricanes were the better team for the most part. I thought they were fast. They got some good opportunities. They scored a couple of goals and took a two-nothing lead. Um but then it kind of went downhill. In in the second period, even though, like, I don't really think either team did much in the second period.
2: <laughs> I, I, I termed the second period uh, good cardiovascular work.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought James Reimer was good. I mean, he had to make a really good save on Kubelik and it right off the bat. Yep. And there was kind of a mad scramble in front of the net. but And then he had to make one other save at one point in that period. And I can't remember who it was on, which was good. But other than, other than that, I mean, he was the highlight and Andre Svechnikov laying out Carl Soderberg at center <laughs> ice. That was a highlight. Otherwise, the Hurricanes had a lot of possession and they didn't do much with it. And then in the third period, they weren't great. But in the third period after they gave up the last goal, which I want to talk about, the game-tying goal, mm-hmm. because I think there's a conversation there, I thought they poured it on for the last, you know, five, six, seven minutes. So I was a little, you know, I don't, I don't view that game necessarily as, I don't know. I mean, I always defer to Rod on this. He didn't really like a whole lot of it. I didn't think it was their worst game. I thought Chicago was better than, than expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I, I've listened to and read Some of the stuff coming out of Chicago about this team, and they basically have been pleasantly surprised at what they've seen from Chicago. And that's team that's dealing with injuries and dealing with COVID nineteen protocols as well recently. Although they got, you know, they got DeBrinket back tonight, who was on the COVID list.
2: Yeah, DeBrinket was uh, was great tonight. I love this. And he
0: was, yeah, and he was good. So I actually thought they were pretty good. Um. But, you know, Rod didn't like the first period. And if you go and you look at some of the advanced metrics, like the numbers support his thoughts on it. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not here necessarily to like bash it.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think the Hurricanes can play better. But, you know, anytime you get into an overtime situation and a shootout situation, it's a crap shoot.
2: Uh-huh, totally.
0: So I, so I guess in that, in that sense, yeah, maybe they did steal them. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, they led 2 nothing, They led 3-2. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they had leads in the game. So, I'm not sure I would necessarily categorize it as stealing. I just think they kind of, they they weren't as sharp as they needed to be for as long as they needed to be.
2: Maybe the better way to say it was they got away with it. Because here's what I think Rod is getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, they really never got to their game. I think they had, I think they were early. I think yeah. the first 5 minutes was yeah. exactly what Rod wanted to see. Uh they were they were on every puck. They were behind Chicago uh and then the first goal was like, oh, that's how it's supposed to look. With stall with a power move down the side. And then after that, they were just kind of sloppy. And there were yeah. there were a lot of giveaways and there was the the passing was uh less than precise. And I think that's what Rod is really looking at, um, because uh, I think, first of all, the advanced metrics in the first period, um, to me, that was mostly Chicago's power play was where Chicago really tilted the ice. Chicago's Mm -hmm. two power plays were very good. Uh, They scored on the second one. Their first one, I I thought they were pretty good on the first one, too. Um certainly better than Carolina's one power play. That was just dreadful. Although they had some ch- chances in the last 30 seconds of it. Um so I think that's what Rods talking about. I just they, they just yeah. didn't play uh the kind of game he wants them to play. There were plenty of shot attempts uh but there wasn't a ton of danger from them. I mean I sh- I shouldn't say that. I mean they had plenty of chances to score. I mean if if, if it yeah. wasn't for uh Lankinen, I mean Carolina might have had seven goals.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, was I thought- awesome tonight. Early in the period, I thought they were super dangerous. And I mean, Svechnikov had, you know, a, a, a run at goal right before he scored. Right. Um, but, but I thought I that's think,
2: a penalty. I thought when you run into the goaltender yeah, trying to score, it's a penalty.
0: Dude, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. Um, a couple of things. Number one, getting those guys back, I think there was there's always an expectation in your head when you get guys back who have not played in a while, what are they going to look like? Right? Right. I thought Tavo, you know, fought it for a lot of the night. He got a little bit better late in the game, you know. Slavin and Dougie Slavin wasn't great, but their pairing wasn't. I thought Dougie was terrible tonight.
2: I wasn't. It was Um, not a good Dougie Hamilton night.
0: Yeah, um, including in
2: overtime. Can you can you explain why he dumped the puck in?
0: Dude, he was bad. What was that? He was bad all night. Um, (laughs) Fogle Fogle had two points. That might have been his best game of the year. To be honest with you. Um. And then who was the other guy back? Martin, I didn't think was good at all. He was was not
2: noticeable, which means he wasn't
0: good. He was not not noticeable, and I have questions, X's and O's-wise, about his play on the third goal. But I want to get to the game that uh, the third goal Chicago scored. I want to get to, though, the notion about the game that Rod wants to play, right? Because (laughs) I think this is actually pretty interesting this year – juxtaposed to last year because remember last year when all we said for most of the year was they never really played the game rod wanted them to play Mm -hmm. like they got away with a lot of it but the year before when they had the the stiff forecheck and all that kind of stuff probably resembled more of the game he wants to play than last year so now we get into this year Right. And what have the Hurricanes done up until today? It's really not been about their offense, it's been about their defense. Whether, you know, their goaltending has been good, but their team defense has been solid as well. You can look at three games. The first game, they gave up 14 shots, Mm -hmm. the game against Dallas, they gave up 11 shots (laughs) on goal. Right? Um I still laugh at that. There's another there's another game in there where they only gave up twenty-one. I yeah. think it might have been Nashville Yeah, I think something it was like Nashville. that. Yeah. Right? They're they're they have the best goals against average in the league as a team. They give up two goals a game coming into tonight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They have virtually the best shot attempts per game against shot shots against per game in the league. They were 23.3 shots against per game. Boston was 23.2. So let's just call that even. Right. right? Um, so it's really, they've, they've gotten more to a game that Rod wants them to play this year in a lot of these games leading up, which is, you know, suppressing a lot of shots mm-hmm. um, being better in front of their goaltenders. Cause how, you know, you say it all the time, and I think you say it because Rod says it the goal. And I, I don't mean that as a slight at right. all, but it's true. The goaltenders are important, but the team in front of them are more important than the goaltenders. Cause it's always like super easy just to go after the goaltenders every time a goal is scored. Mm-hmm. Right. But they've been pretty stout in front of their goaltenders. And that's led to really good goaltending for their, for their guys. Cause they ain't seen a whole lot of shots, right. but Morazic and Reimer into tonight. I mean, their numbers are insane together yeah. <laughs> combined. Yeah, I know. So I really believe that this year is probably more of an example like of them playing the game Rod wants them to play. And listen, they, they've had a lot of ch- – like they, the thing they haven't been great at is finishing. I mean, I think they've been good offensively. This isn't even me saying they've been bad offensively. But they've hit posts. They haven't finished at times. I mean, wh- who was it, Nino, on the doorstep the other night? You know, who couldn't punch one in? I mean, right. there there are examples of that throughout the season so far, and it's you know all with a limited sample sample size at this point. But they've been dangerous offensively as a whole this year. So I think they're actually playing more of a game that Rod wants. I'm not sure tonight was that game. Yeah. I wonder how much throwing those new guys into the, you know back into the game kind of threw things off a little well, bit. He,
2: he thought all four guys were sluggish. I thought Slavin was bad early, but I thought his third period and when he got on the ice in overtime, I thought that was Jacob Slavin. I thought we saw the best of Jacob Slavin in the third period in overtime. Um, yeah. uh, Brett, I thought Pesci and Shea as a pair were just awesome. Absolutely I- awesome tonight.
0: Agree. I thought I gave Pesci a star. We can whip our stars out whenever you're ready. <laughs> I uh,
2: I considered it. There were a, the, I had uh, five players written down that I loved. I I ultimately decided not to give one to Pesci. Uh, I actually had six players written down that I loved.
0: You you only didn't give one to Pesci because you give one to Pesci almost every other night.
2: I do now. Do, should he take out a restraining order? <laughs>
0: You do have a little bit of yeah. a of a thing he, for Brett.
2: I think I think maybe he should take out a restraining order. Uh, my three stars were: uh, I gave Trocheck the third star, okay. um, I gave uh, James Reimer the second star, and uh, I gave Andrei Svechnikov the first star. And it really wasn't just because of the over the shootout winner. Um, it, it had a lot to do with the hit. It had a lot mm-hmm. to do with how dangerous he was all game long. Even though it wasn't a clean game, I mean he had so many. He could he could have had a hat trick tonight. Yeah, for he the could've. same price he could have had a hat trick.
0: Um, yeah.
2: So I mean, to me, so so those were those were my three. But man, I felt bad leaving Stahl off that list. I felt bad. Stall was in mine. Pesci off that list, uh, and I thought Shea was great too. So,
0: as much as you love Pesci this year, is how much I love Stahl. He's been great. Like. Uh, I had Pesci third star because, remember, on the first Feschnigov goal, it was Pesci who dug the puck out yep. and slid it up the wall to Fogle. And Fogle made a great play just to keep it on a stick and get it over to Stahl. No question. Um, but Pe- but Pesci made that that initial play behind the net. He also he got laid out by Soderbergh before Andre laid out Soderbergh and you know stayed in the play and stayed out there and then he took a shot um where <laughs> he was disabled for a short for a hot minute
2: <laughs> it was
0: and he, and, he, and he had an assist i mean T- trochek trochek wins the draw and you know he rips a shot which probably shouldn't be an assist but <laughs> it turned into a secondary yep turned into a secondary because Nino got a fake assist as well on that when his shot ricocheted over to Trocek, <laughs> luckily. Uh, but anyway, he tallied. So Pesci gets the third star for me. Stahl got the second star for me because he was another two-point game he for him. Tremendous. And he's got points in four. He's got six points in four games since coming back. How about that? gave, that? Yeah. And then I gave Spetsch the first star.
2: Right, so we were, I mean, we were basically on the same page. Uh, yeah. I was just uh, just calling from I a long s- list. Yeah. So I I felt like the 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 real story in this game were the goaltenders. Uh, so I wanted to get uh, get Reimer in there. Now you told me before the game. I just want to make sure I heard this right. You told me before the game, actually during the uh, during the show this afternoon, that uh, in his last twenty appearances, Reimer was. Did you mm-hmm. say fifteen two and two? Correct hurricanes. Correct. So if I'm not mistaken, 16-2-2 in his last 21 appearances, is that good?
0: It is good, and I will add this from NHL Public Relations. Okay. James Reimer, perfect in 2020-21, right? He's 4-0, made 30 saves. Reimer became the fourth Hurricane-slash-Whalers goaltender to win each of his first four games of a season. The others, Peter Morozik, last year. Sean Burke, wow. ninety five ninety six, Mike Visor, eighty one
2: eighty two. No idea who that is.
0: Me neither. Never heard of him. But <laughs> still, it's four dudes
2: That's right. since
0: eighty one eighty two to win their first four games in a Hurricanes or Whalers uniform. Two of them are James Reimer and Peter Morozik. Wow. By
2: the way, I th- I, uh, I I right now I think we're going to see Alex Nadelkovic on Thursday. Just a hunch. You you do I don't. Just a hunch. I think we'll see Alex Nadelkovic on Thursday. Maybe maybe uh, Rod will try to ride him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be against that. By the way, uh, but I just have a have a hunch. Uh, Reimer had to do a lot of a lot of work tonight, uh, to uh, to get to get this win. All right. So tell me what you what you wanted to talk about with the the game tying okay. goal.
0: Okay, so listen, I, I, never, I never played any type of organized hockey, but I watched a ton of Mighty Ducks as a kid, <laughs> all right?
2: That's good enough for me.
0: So on that play, when Strom scores to tie the game at three, mm-hmm. to me, Shea has a mark on Kubalik already. Right. So right off the top, what is Martinuk doing? Yeah. Why is he coming over for help? We don't need you right here. Mm-hmm. We don't need you. Go go find someone else, right? Okay, but anyway, the reality is he did. He runs into Shea. They right. both fall down. Kubelik goes behind the net. Martin Hook gets up, chases Kubelik behind the net. I didn't understand Pesci, that. Pesci's in no man's land. So, yeah, why did he do that? Pesci's in no man's land, so he chases after Debrinkit. Strome Floats to the to the to the slot. Shea, doing his best to get up off his butt and struggle back. Meanwhile, Geeky and Dazingle are watching. Yeah, like why? I mean, listen. I know this all happens re- really fast, but part of the game is recognizing and reacting on the fly. And if you're Dazingle or Geeky the more dangerous spot is not the defenseman at the blue line. And I confirmed this with trip on the aftermath. So I'm right here. All right. I'm right. (laughs) The more dangerous spot is in the slot. Yep. And while Shea's on his butt, somebody has got to float with Strom down to the slot. I mean, those two dudes literally are watching it happen. Right. I, I actually and I thought, don't understand that.
2: I mean, I th- really I, I didn't understand Martinook chasing De behind the goal.
0: Well, now, now listen, the Martinook is I blame Martinook. He's the one who started it. It's a right. chain reaction, but he he started this terrible chain reaction, so to me, he's to blame. But Yeah. I mean, so much of so much of defense and like I'll just take it from my soccer days. Like you got to cover for guys mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? Like, and you see it in hockey too. If a defenseman finds himself, you know, in the offensive zone, deep behind the net, what do you see so often? You see a forward back up in a defensive position near the blue line because that's what you got to do to cover your guy. So, you know, same thing for me on defense. Like, I mean, Shea's on his butt. Dude's rolling to the net. Somebody got to go get him. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's my read on it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, like, I think they're, you know, you know, maybe there's a hundred ways to break it down or whatever, but I mean, you got to recognize, I mean, but the Zingle who has this like sort of reputation for not wanting to play any defense. Right. It just, it rubs me. It rubs me and it sticks in my craw a little, man. He's, like, he's actually been much better,
2: I think, so far no, this year.
0: Agree, Agreed. I'm not even disagreeing with that. But, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I put it on Martinuk, but I kind of put it on Geeky and Dezingle, too, for not covering.
2: All right, well, here's, uh, he, I'm going to back it up right here. The last shift for Martinuk, Dezingle, and Geeky was the goal.
0: Yeah. That
2: was the last shift. We did not, we did not see them the rest of the night. So, uh, Rod, yeah. w- now Rod shortens his bench anyway in the third period. Uh, right. so maybe that was just a coincidence, but I would, uh, I would agree that it probably was not a coincidence that they were probably said, Hey, you know what? I can't trust you right now. Uh, Rod is all about trust, which is why I love the question after the, po- uh, what is Jordan stall doing now? And Rod's like, Man, I always think he plays well.
0: Right. <laughs> I t- I love the I love that Rod goes to that stock answer all the time. Like so many people right. look at it for points and that's not how I grade it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when are people gonna understand that? <laughs> you know? Um, like yes. stop just stop just picking up I'm I'm also like all these questions about like Stahl had a two point night. How much confidence does he give you? <laughs> well, like what kind of question is that? <laughs> what are we doing? Of what's he gonna say? Uh,
2: Jordan you Jordan know, Stahl is Rod Brindamore's security Ro- blanket. P-
0: Peter Morazic Peter Morozik pitched a shutout tonight. How great is that? Well, I mean it's pretty freaking great.
2: It's it's a, it's, it's very good. Like, There's no question yeah. about that.
0: Like, yeah, it's really great when our goaltenders don't allow goals. Like, what do we think these people are going to say about their about their teammates who you are admitting had great games? I don't I just don't understand. Well, it's uh... Sorry, I probably shouldn't even bring that up right now, but <laughs> it's,
2: it's quite a right
0: well, One other thing I need sure. to bring up. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, this is my podcast, it's not fine. This <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm cracking up. Did you did you notice some of Spechtakov's comments after the game? Um He he ta- when he was talking about the lacrosse goal. Guess what? Guess why he didn't do it. Bad ice. Right. He that's the that's in right. Chi- he couldn't pick it in up. In Chicago. <laughs> it, in a blizzard everywhere. I mean, isn't it a blizzard there?
2: Yes, but they're playing. They're playing indoors.
0: No, I get that, <laughs> but like, how often do we hear about bad ice here because it's so hot and humid outside? <laughs> like, we're in Chicago. Nobody can. It's make the ice, NHL. Man. Nobody. Why can't make... anyone make ice? I
2: don't know. I'm with you. Nobody can make ice.
0: Why? Why do we have hot ice in the NHL? Oh my gosh.
2: Uh, all right, real real quick. Let me let me throw th- uh, two things, and we'll spend uh, one minute on each. Um, the total game of Martin Natures You know he led them and uh, led the forwards in shorthanded time on ice tonight.
0: I didn't notice that. But
2: one forty-seven of uh, of the four minutes, uh, Natures was on the ice. Now he's caught out uh, in a long shift once. Uh, But he made the play to or, you know, one of the plays that helped end the uh, the power play. It was on the first power play, Um, but he hounded pucks all night. I didn't think he was great offensively tonight, which is normally what you you expect from Natchez. I thought the rest of the game for Natchez was pretty strong and he was over 20 minutes in ice time total. Uh, I asked Rod about this. You heard in the in the pregame. I mean, mm-hmm. natures is, is showing the full package now. That's a, and yeah. I think ultimately he's going to be a center too. But that's just another young guy who can play both ends of the rink.
0: Man, I don't see any reason why he can't be a really good player. Right. I mean, he is a, he's a tremendous skater. I mean, he's a tremendous skater. He's a tremendous stick handler. He's a tremendous passer. Yep. Right. Like it's almost as if he just needs a confidence level that he can do it at this at this in this league. Mm -hmm. And like you saw it at one point offensively anyways, and I know you're you're pointing more towards the other stuff that he did tonight. But remember, there was one there was one time when he stick handled down into uh, into the high slot, kind of threw the brakes on real quick and, you know, cut inside Mm -hmm. and got a shot off. And like, that's the kind of stuff that he can do. Cause he's yep. such a good skater. I mean, he is a ridiculous skater. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I see no reason why he can't be a star in the league, Yeah. but, yeah. um, you know, it feels like this is Rod's magic trick, like force you <laughs> on the penalty kill to figure out like a hustle factor into your game or something like that. I mean, I don't even know, but, he's definitely finding a different level right now so it, I'm encouraged awesome. by him
2: uh, and, and by the way uh, Natchez, uh rod, rod was telling me that Natchez was going to all the PK meetings before mm-hmm. he ever showed up on the PK he wants to do it and I I laughed in the uh post game uh, the other night when he said yeah I used to do it when I was young I'm like what what do you mean when you were young you're like, <laughs> you're like 21. stop yeah. it stop it with that is and, he
0: <laughs> what is he even
2: 21? I think he is, yeah. I think he's 21. Okay. Um, okay. And then, uh, remember all the stuff we talked about before the season started about Vincent Trocek and how uh, great Vincent Trocek, uh, what he does for this team? Now, small sample size, seven games. Uh, but this Vincent Trocek <laughs> is at Ajo Trocek's stall down the middle, the way especially the way stall's playing right now. Uh, and even if he doesn't you know, post a bunch of points, just the way he's playing. How many teams in the NHL are better down the middle than Aho well, Trochek install right now?
0: Yeah. By the way, Nature's is twenty two. Um He's old man. I, I was saying that in the aftermath, man. Like I, I don't I think about it less. I mean, obviously Trochek's been very good and he's got what, five goals, which is tied for I think the lead on the team. He and Spech both he have and Spets, five goals. Right. But I think about it more in terms of the hole down the middle for the Hurricanes. I mean, how long have we been talking about how the Hurricanes need to get better down the middle? Right. And not only, you know, he gives you a right-handed option and that paid off tonight. Won by the draw, the way, Won the draw when the when he, when, he, when he scored and I'm not, you know, he, he's not, he hasn't been a, he's not great in the, he's not Jordan stall in the faceoff circle, but he's serviceable. It I mean, was he's tonight. 50%. I mean, tonight he was, yeah, But overall in the season, I think he was hovering around like 50%. Yeah, just over. But he gives you an option. You know, he gives you a right-handed option. And he's, you know, the only thing I can think of is that he's, uh, you know, a couple years removed from those injuries. Mm -hmm. He's settled in a little bit more. He understands, you know, how they want to do things a little bit more. And now he's being rewarded, which only helps. It only gives you confidence. So, you know, and that's, that's my philosophy on it all is you got to see it go in to get confidence. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, you don't just walk in a room and say, I'm confident. People think, people think that it happens the the other way around, you know, but success begets confidence, not Mm -hmm. the other way around. Correct. And he's, he's, he is seeing that happen for him right now. And the hurricanes have so many options. I mean, I mean, Ajo, Trocek, Stahl. You know, and if Nate just becomes a center, I mean, and he's, it becomes a good one, then they're going to be dangerous.
2: Oh, I mean, they, I honestly, I think they're dangerous now. Um, I don't know if we'll have any lineup changes. I think Rod will probably run the same group out there uh, on Thursday. Uh, and it'll probably be Reimer, but I just have a gut uh, that we might see Ned. He's going to get Ned in a game soon. Maybe Columbus is the better guy. Game for him because, first of all, he's an Ohio kid. He's from Parma, Ohio. Uh, Mm -hmm. So maybe, which I think is really around Cleveland, not Columbus. Uh, But uh, theoretically, Columbus should be less dangerous offensively than Chicago. Uh, But everybody's dangerous offensively. Uh, And by the way, uh, welcome to first place. Uh, Your first place Carolina Hurricanes through seven games. Uh, Seriously, 12 points. Six six yeah. six one and no, 12 points. They lead the central division, uh having played only seven games. Uh Dallas beat Columbus tonight, uh six to three. So there you go. That and was that the, was fun.
0: They're on pace to be undefeated in overtime this <laughs> and, year as well.
2: And in a shootout. Yeah.
0: There's going to be a lot of numbers that we're not going to be able to look at correctly only because of the number of games teams play. Right. But if you have more points with less games, that's good. (laughs) It should be.
2: There's no question. That's almost as uh, obvious as 16-2-2 in 21 appearances, the last 21 appearances for James Reimer. All right. uh, Let's uh, let's say goodnight, and uh, we'll do this again on Thursday.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Adam. See you later.
2: <laughs> I laughed a lot in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> that was Alec Campbell. Follow him on Twitter at AlecCampbell5. Uh, and thank you for hanging out on the Canes Corner podcast, Morning After Edition, brought to us by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Storm doors, entry doors. Bay windows, bow windows. I don't know the difference between the two, by the way. Uh, you'll have to ask them. Uh, but anything for the exterior of your home, uh, aluminumcompany.com. So the Canes pick up a 4 uh, 3 shootout win, uh, another shootout win, second one in a row for Carolina. They've won uh, three straight overtime or shootout games. That's pretty good. They've won five in a row. They lead the central division. And they'll try to run it back in Chicago on Thursday night. Uh, until then, we thank you for hanging out. Oh, by the way, download, subscribe to the Morning After podcast. Uh, give us a rating, by the way, if you like it. Let us know uh, if you want. If there's something you definitely want to hear. Uh, in the uh, in the podcast, let us know. We'll uh, we'll figure out a way to make it happen because we're here for you. Uh, until uh, until Thursday night after the Canes and the Blackhawks play the second game of this two game series. I'm Adam Gold. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to the Canes Corner
0: Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn.
2: Thanks again for listening to the
0: Canes Corner Podcast. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice